1: Welcome into Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckree Show. Hanging out with you late night here on a Friday. Going to take you till midnight. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much, but you want to listen into the show. Odyssey app's the best way to do it. Put that on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, take the Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your Boombox, take your Commodore 64, your Texas Instruments calculator. Whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at nine two nine the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show: follow me on my personal Twitter page at jmch three one six. got young Garrett, he was running the board for the uh, Atlanta Hawks tonight, so he is producing us here. Is uh, going to take you till uh, midnight uh, tonight. So, uh, really good win for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I really thought they would win. This game tonight, now it gets, now it gets amped up. Now, now it gets testy. Now it gets amped up to see what happens. Because literally tomorrow night, you're going to be in Miami. You're the Hawks. The Hawks will be in Miami to take on the Heat. Then they'll stay in Miami over the weekend, and then they play again on Monday night. Then they'll travel Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Friday, again in Washington, in that back-to-back games in one city, and then they come home on Saturday to take the Boston Celtics on. This is a strange uh, scheduling quirk, strange quirk in the old schedule for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. And the Hawks, they're they're not doing them any favors with games on the road, back-to-backs, playoff teams in front and behind you. And then, you know, you come home on a back-to-back and, oh, yeah, you play, you know, one of the two best teams in the Eastern Conference in the Boston Celtics, who, by the way, did lose uh, tonight. So there is some good news for the Hawks. So uh, Miami is down 119-116 with less than a minute to go in that game. So, again, if the Hawks are trying to get up to that six seed, you know the Miami Heat losing and the Hawks beating the Heat. That's the recipe for that. You know for that successful formula. But uh, the Heat are losing tonight. Um, the uh, the Nets did come back to beat Boston. So you know they um, they had a they had a big comeback tonight. They were down by I think twenty in that game, and they come back and uh, they were down twenty two in the first quarter. After the first quarter. And then they outscored Boston 40 to 27. They just kept chipping and chipping and chipping, and they win 115-105. So they win tonight. Bulls lose. So there is some good news there that if you can get uh if you can get the Miami uh, Heat to lose tonight, um, that helps out the Hawks. And again, they will pick up a game. But Hawks really um really played well tonight. 129, 111 DeJounte Murray had a career high in the game. He finished with 41 points, six assists, and five rebounds, Trey poured in 23 points. He had some big shots in the uh, fourth quarter, or I should say, in the uh, third quarter, where uh, he went for 23 points, 11 assists. He had seven boards as well, and he was three of five from three. But Dejounte was five of five. So you get those two guys, eight for ten for three from three. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of games. They were 23 of 36 overall. From the field. And again, 64 points for Trey and DeJounte with 17 assists. That's the winning formula. And look, John Collins didn't do a whole lot again tonight. He had six points on three or four shooting. He got involved early, then never kind of played again. Hunter had a nice game. He had 17 points, four boards. He was seven of 14 from the field, two of four from three. Hawk shot 46%. From uh, three-point land, 57% from the field, 81% from the line. So all good news all the way around. And, look, to be honest with you, they did a pretty good job, all things considered, on Damian Lillard. He was only 10 for 21. He was 5 for 11 from three, and he finished with 33 points. But, hell, he, he shot it 21 times and had nine free throws. Hell, he ought to have 30 points. He ought to score at least 30. If you, you volume shoot that much... You ought to be able to score some points. But I thought the Hawks did a pretty good job on him, and uh, he finished uh, only 10 of 21 and 5 for 11 uh, shooting, it was 8 of 9 uh, from uh, from the free throw line. So now it gets all amped up and ramped up. You know, now, now we see what happens, and, you know, we'll talk at the top of the hour. So Tony Ressler, the owner of the Falcons, he joined Dukes and Bell today. We'll play his answers. I'll react to everything. He also spoke, because he was doing the meeting rounds. I know he spoke with Jeff Schultz. He also spoke with Woj. So I got some quotes from that. And he spoke with Lauren Williams, had a a Q&A with her. So I've got quotes from that. Let me just say it like this. In all the things I've read and heard and, and this, that, and the other. um. How do I say he was very guarded, I thought, in the words that he chose and used. And he didn't take too much credit. He didn't take too much blame. And it's about doling out responsibility to everybody else, including his son and Kyle Corver, and Landry Fields and everybody. He's the figurehead that runs everything, but everybody else has all the responsibility. Do I believe all of it? In a word, no. But that's what Tony Russler's story is, and he's sticking to it. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll take him somewhat at his word uh, on some of the things. But it, it was interesting the things that he had to say. So um, we'll hear from him coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, a couple of things to get into Keely Ringo ran an official four three six at the combine. Four three six. Kid's gonna be a first-round pick. A, a lot of people have given him a lot of grief and stuff. He's gonna be a first-round pick. He wasn't nearly as bad as what people thought he was statistically against Marvin Harrison, but Keely Ringo's gonna be a first-round pick, four-three-six, and uh, he was motor. And I think uh, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, ran the second-fastest time at four-four-seven, but Ringo uh, was just outstanding. So uh, again, all the Georgia guys that are just, just destroying the combine like they're just blowing up the combine so good to see keely ringo do well for himself and uh he had a um, he had a big day uh as well um a couple of things to get into so we know that sunday is the finals of the a sun tournament where liberty will be at the ksu convocation center to take on Kennesaw state so this is for all the marbles now Kennesaw beat them you know, a little, uh, what, about, I don't know, about two weeks ago that they beat them. And they tied for the conference lead, but because they beat them head-to-head, they um, uh, won the, conf- won the uh, A-Sun regular season conference and had the number one seed in the tournament. So, K-State wins, they're in the tournament. Now, uh want to mention one other thing. I got an email from the head coach of... Life University, men's basketball coach at Life University, named Kevin Easley. And he just wanted to let me know that they, uh, they have punched their ticket to the NAIA National Tournament through an at-large selection. So they are going to be in Lakeland, Florida on Tuesday. They're the 15 seed. They're in Lakeland, Florida. But congratulations to Life University and the head coach, Kevin Easley, and their folks over there, that uh, they made the NAIA tournament. And, um, you know, listen, we, we at least got a couple of teams locally here that are playing postseason basketball at the college level. So, good for life, University. So, wanted to pass that along, that uh, they are in the NAIA tournament. And reports are that, um, I don't know, hockey may be coming back to Atlanta. Wow. John Bucciagross put that out there, so... We'll see. Now, all reports are that it will be up in Alpharetta. Now, when it comes back, it's, it's going to be in Alpharetta, and they're going to build a stadium up there, like Alpharetta-Milton area. So, we'll see what happens. All right, 404-741-0929. That is our phone line. You want to react to what you saw from the Hawks tonight? And, you know, look ahead to what the Hawks can be over this four-game stretch with two back-to-backs in a week, four road games in two cities, Hawks Hawks have got to get some things figured out here over this next week. Chuck Green, Nikia Studios, Sports Radio, nights on the game, modesty.com app.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: Back at it. Chuck show hanging out in the Kia Studios. Taking it till midnight on this late night Friday. Hawks win. Hawks win. Hawks win. 129-111. Huge night for DeJounte Murray as he sets a career high on 17 of 22 shooting. That's rather efficient, huh? Five of five from three, two for two from the free throw line. 41 points, six assists, five rebounds in the game tonight. Trey Young poured in 23 points on 11 assists as well. He had seven rebounds in the game uh, tonight. So um, uh, a lot of good stuff for for the Atlanta Hawks. And this was a much-needed win because, again, this schedule gets very funky. There are so many things working against the Hawks, the, the back-to-backs, being on the road, trying to win games in the same city twice in a row, you know, and then, you know, next weekend you go and play a back-to-back where you get the Boston Celtics coming onto your home floor. It's just, I don't know. It just, it's just this weird part of the schedule, and it's not really what the Hawks needed right now. They finished 3-1 and coming out of the break at home, so could have been a 4-0, and and, you know, right now the Hawks are 18-13 and at home, so they're hanging in there, but you got to protect your home court. Now back a game above 500, 32 and 31. So just kind of, you know, kind of keeping pace and and doing what they got to do. Um, Julius Randle hit a big shot late, and the Miami Heat lose 122-120. Randle finished with 43 points and nine boards, so that's good news for the Miami Heat. So I believe. If, if things work out and the Hawks win tomorrow night, I believe that they can take over the seven seed. So um, right now, Atlanta is half a game behind the Miami Heat. So they are 31, 32 and 31. The heat are 33 and 31. So if they win tomorrow night, they can take over that seven seed. And we said, look, probably gonna have to go try to go three and one on this road trip just to try to get up into that you know seven seed and approach that six seed unfortunately the Nets won um the Knicks are out of their mind they've won eight in a row uh right now but uh, they're they're red hot but um the Nets Nets found a way to beat the Boston Celtics tonight so that would have been um you know if you could have had that loss that would have been a feather in the Falcons cap but anyway, all right, four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Thoughts about this next week's worth of games and just the craziness of the schedule and what the Hawks need to be. Let's go out to Ron out in Fairburn. What's going on, Ron?
0: Yes, Chuckery. Uh, this is going to depend on whether we make it or not up to that six C It's going to depend on John
1: Collins and the Andre Hunter. They are both two consistent, inconsistent, anemic players, and both fouls too much. They don't stay on the floor enough to help those two guards. And John, we're paying,
0: he, he's got a max contract. I'm sick of people coming on the show saying that the Hawks don't run plays for John Collins. They ran a bunch of plays for him tonight. He did not He did not make any shots in the second half. He stayed in foul trouble. i like to see his minutes decipher between Sadiq Bay and and um, the other young kid
1: that they drafted out of Duke, Jalen Collins. Or are you talking about AJ Griffin, the the draft pick from Duke last year? Or oh, he's gone. All right. Um, here's the thing about Collins and Hunter. Doesn't it feel like they don't play well together? Like they don't. You never see those two guys. Like you know Trey and Dejounte. They got 64 tonight, right? you know they they've had they had um they had that 121 points and 27 assists last weekend when when they or coming out of the break there whatever it was you know before um coming out of the weekend or whatever you know it doesn't seem like hunter and collins can ever just put it all together both at the same time you know collins finished with 6 points he was 0 for 1 from 3 he was three for four, and they did run plays for him early on in that game, but he only had six points and three boards. In fact, he finished with a minus four in that game. should tell you a lot that in 23 minutes, he finished with a minus four in a game that they won by 18. I know he went on the floor late, but still, you know, they were, they were leading most of the entire second half. I mean, they were leading at the half, and then they were – They just kept extending it the second half. So the fact that he was a minus four and even Hunter was only a plus one on the floor tonight does say a lot, but I think right now they are going to lean really heavily on Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. And, you know, we've been waiting for all of this, right? We've been waiting for those two guys to come together and figure this thing out. And I think that, Quinn Snyder is going to lean heavily on those two guys. And that's fine because that's the two guys that will lead you to victories. If those two guys are playing well, you know, if, if on a nightly basis they're 23 for 36 from the field and 10 for 10 from the free throw line, you're going to win a lot of ball games. So, yes, I, 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 I definitely want to see John Collins play more consistent, I want to see DeAndre Hunter play more consistent, but if you can be led by Young and Murray, that's the two, that's the two alpha males right now. And DeJounte's kicking it in, man. He's he's figuring some things out. And Trey's just, you know, steady Trey out there doing what he's gotta do. You know, again, he hit some really big shots in that second half. He had a couple of threes that he hit on a couple of possessions, I think, when DeJounte was out and just helped extend that lead. But that's, the, that's the, if they can get those two guys rolling and they can get Clint Capella and Okongwu to protect the rim and grab rebounds, because Capella had 12 more boards tonight, had 11 points and 12 boards, and he had four offensive rebounds. If they, can, if they can get those two guys to just protect the rim, grab rebounds, get the scoring from Young and Murray, and then, you know, if they can, they can get some bench points... Now, they'll probably, my guess would be, because A.J. Griffin, he played two minutes, but he didn't play, right? I mean, it was scrub time when he played. My guess is, in in hearing what everybody had to say, they were going to play Jalen Johnson more tonight as they're kind of shortening their bench. They were going to play Jalen Johnson more tonight, and then maybe we'll see more of A.J. Griffin tomorrow, trying to monitor his minutes and things like that. Because... You know, in some ways, I mean, and A.J. Griffin has sort of done this, that those guys have hit their rookie wall, all right? There's more games than these guys. I mean, this is almost two seasons' worth of games, even at Duke. It's almost two seasons' worth of games that you're playing. So I think that they're doing a a, a monitor of minutes. Um, I think Sadiq Bey is going to get plenty of opportunity. Now, he needs to play a little bit better tonight. You know, he was only three for eight from the floor, three uh, or O of three from three tonight. But he's done some good things, and he was a plus twelve on the floor tonight. So he's done some good things, and he can get some buckets for you. He can be look with Bogey and Sadiq Bay coming off the bench. You know they can get you some bench points. They can they can help you off the bench. But I do think that we'll see more AJ Griffin and less of Jalen Johnson tomorrow. <clears throat> that they'll flip flop those guys, and I think that's you know again with the back to back and you know, playing this many games and traveling and all this kind of stuff, you know, trying to keep everybody a little bit fresh. But it does seem like Quinn Snyder is going to shorten his bench to probably about nine guys. Okongwu, Bay, Bogey, and then Griffin or Johnson. And then, you know, if it's a blowout, then they'll they'll play everybody at that point. They'll, they'll play Holiday and Fernando and guys like that. But uh, it does look like that they will probably kind of shorten up what their bench is, so... Um, again, good win tonight, but yeah, I, I, I really think they're going to lean really heavily right now on Trey and DeJounte Murray to carry this thing. And I don't want to say that, I don't want to say that whatever Hunter and Collins gives them as a bonus, but it's going to be about those two guys. Well, i like to see those guys play better Hunter Collins, or at least more consistent. Yes. Yes. John Collins is a better player than. Six points and three boards in 23 minutes on the floor. And just was, honestly, after a couple of early possessions, he was a non-factor in the game. Now, again, they won going away. That was on the backs of, of their two guards and that tandem coming together. But, you know, after early on in that game, he just didn't do a whole lot. And we'll see what, you know, what happens tomorrow night. Like, you know, Miami... Miami's got to win. You know, they know that that they're about to slip again. They, you know, they got beat by the Knicks tonight. So they're going to be looking to get back on track, looking to get on track at home. And then, you know, you're going to play Miami on uh, on Monday. So you're not going to go anywhere. It's going to be back-to-back games against Miami. And that's a tough place to win. I mean, say what you will, but you know the the Heat are are still a pretty good home team. Miami is uh, 19 and 12 at home, so you know they're not bad at home, and they're going to look for a little bit of get back with the Hawks coming in tomorrow night on a back to back. And I think the Hawks are. Oh, uh, Garrett, do you think it's about right? I think the Hawks are like two and seven on back to backs or something like that. Like they're not good on back to back games. It, it's been rough for the Hawks in that second game of a back to back. Maybe it's like 3 and 6 or 2 and 7. It's not been very good. So they're 2 and 6. Okay. So I had I had one of the two right, you know, so but yeah, they're 2 and 6 on back to back games. So that's not a good mark and again, it's never easy to go play in Miami. And Miami's been decent at home. Washington's not been very good at home. I mean, they're 15 and 13. That's nothing to write home about, but you know, it's Two difficult road trips coming up for, for the Hawks. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, again, if you're going to climb up to that sixth seed, you know, you got to take care of business against Miami, at least split with Miami. Now, if you can at least split with Miami, then you still stay a half game out, and you're right there knocking on the door, and maybe if Brooklyn can lose a game or two here. That was a big win for Brooklyn tonight to, to come back. I mean, they were down 21 after the first, and, you know, that was a big win for them to rally. Mikhail Bridges, I think, had 28 or something like that in the game. He went off late. So that was a big win for them. So, you know, we talked about this at the deadline that, you know, Brooklyn may definitely take a step back, losing Kyrie, losing KD, but they may not take as big a step back as what we think. You know, there's still three games ahead of the Hawks, and there's still two-and-a-half games ahead of the Miami Heat. So they do have a little bit of cushion there, but we may not see them take as far a step back as what you think. You know, when you lose two generational talents and two of the best players all time in the NBA off your roster, you figure that things are going to go sideways pretty quickly, but they got some good players in return. You know, Mikhail Bridges, Dinwiddie, they got some good players in return and they brought some good pieces in and then, you know, Randall's a hell of a player. Randall's a really good player. I mean, he's a linebacker in disguise, but he's a really good player. And then Brunson's been really good this year. He's balled out this year. So, you know, they still have they they you know, the Knicks Knicks are a really good team and and they're gonna be a tough out when all is said and done. But this Nets team with Bridges and Dinwiddie and some of these guys, they may end up being pretty good and they, they may not take as far a step back as what we thought. All right, coming back from the top of the hour, we will react to what Tony Wrestler had to say with Dukes and Bell. I'm also going to read you another couple of quotes from him touring around doing all the media stuff. So, we'll get to that up next. Chuck we're in the Key Studios, Sports Radio and that's on the gameballers.com app.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.